Some sites are just not uncommon. In this time of year, possibly the most common site is a small, or not so small, pile of cardboard boxes adorning the front step of just about every house you walk by in any given neighborhood. Sometimes it's purely pedestrian. I will publicly admit I have a recurring box of paper towels sent to said doorstep because sadly, I can't be bothered. But as I alluded to before, this time of year is just a little bit different. And no, I don't even mean that several of the largest gift exchanging holidays of the year are among us. Oh no, it's the peak of gadget season. As each of those long-awaited announcements takes place, we get to spend time agonizing over where we're gonna place our bets. And by our bets, I mean the hard-earned dollars that result in said cardboard boxes, well, arriving. With new and interesting tech arriving on the scene nearly daily this time of year, being somewhat picky becomes a matter of pure practicality. Sometimes we guess well, sometimes we guess very well, and other times, yeah, we don't talk about those, except for when we do on this show, and you all make fun of me and my poor decisions. Disco round, though, much like Indiana Jones in a room full of ornate cups, I feel we chose wisely. Two of the biggest gadgets of the season are here in the room today, each connected by the fact that they're not a brand new category, offering, or obvious evolution in their space. Now, these are second and third generation entries in a market quickly filling with competition and everyone else's next big thing. So how do they stack up against the market and their own predecessors? Let's find out by charging up, powering on, updating, again, and hitting the digital road with the Steam Deck OLED and Meta's Quest 3. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. We are back this week after a wee little bit of a break. I think we all kind of needed it, and our, our break, even in true solid state fashion, wasn't the break we all planned, because right. we were going to take the week off around Thanksgiving, and then couldn't help ourselves, because there was just too much open AI news to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And then the week following, we're like, huh, this is a weirdly slow news week, and um, I'm tired. So yeah. we, 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 we just didn't. We chose not to play. Sue us. Please, please don't. I don't have anything. Yeah. Um, no. We spend it so, all on tech. That, yeah. Exactly. And, and Eric, what a, what a beautiful setup for exactly what, um, <laughs> exactly what we're going to talk about today, because we've got a couple kind of in a loose follow-up to our Black Friday episode, because it's kind of hard to follow up, hey, don't go buy anything on Black Friday, because all the stuff on sale isn't very good, and it's all right. last year's stuff. Yep. Um we did happen to make several technology purchases around Black Friday. But none of them on Black Friday. <laughs> well, actually, one of them was literally on the day. But I, as the person who swiped his card, I saved no money. Right, it was 0.0% off. Um, so anyway, we've got a parts bin style episode today to talk about a few different things because um, none of them were solo episode worthy yet. And there's, there's a key qualifier on one of those that we'll get to in the second segment. So the first one we're going to open up with is um, Steam, uh, Valve, I should say, um, owners and operators of Steam and proprietors of the Steam Deck, a much talked about gaming handheld. I feel like especially in like the us circles, like the gadgety circles, sure. like when you think about gaming handhelds today and like Joe Public, it's the Switch, right? Like that's that's yeah. the thing people have because it's got Mario, right? Mm. And it's got Zelda and it's got the Nintendo things. Like the Switch yeah. is the one, the holy grail. You couldn't get your hands on one for what felt like a decade. Um, <laughs> which is so funny how that like programs into our brains. It was a long time that I would like walk into a Target, see Switches on a shelf and have a momentary like, oh my God, Switches are there. Like seeing them yeah. in the wild was uh, long after like they were readily available, yeah. but you were so used to being like, oh my God, there's like, do I need to go buy all those? Like, it was just like, cause that, that <laughs> scarcity really created a thing there for quite a long time, even after they were readily available. Um, and as a little bit of pre setup, it was about a year ago, right? Code a year, year and a half ago. Um, Nintendo did a medium refresh of the switch with the switch OLED. Mm -hmm. Now there's much, much rumor around a switch Two coming as early yeah. as early next year. Like recently there's been news it, about that, but yeah, <laughs> they don't want yeah, to admit it, but they waited a long time to, to put out a new iteration. Yeah. But now there is like, and this was news I saw yesterday and we're already off topic, but that's fine. We're, we're half on that's topic. We yeah. Um, 
there was news literally yesterday that I saw, um, and I've had a weird enough week, it could have been from a couple of days before that, just quick disclaimer, that um, actual production leaks are starting to come out, oh, wow, which okay. is <clears throat> one of your better indicators that it's pretty soon. Yeah. Soon enough that I'm shocked, but I'm also not shocked that they didn't just line it up for the holidays. I was going to say, yeah, now that it's Christmas, it feels like it. They, it's totally, they're not, it's not going to come out this holiday. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, yeah. it's definitely not coming out now, like now, now. Yeah. But I, I got to thinking about that. I'm like, you know, that's really never been Nintendo's game. Pun very much intended. Like they've really not been, let's get it out, for, at least in recent, I, I I know we've done like Nintendo a history before and I haven't gone back to the release dates back for like the N64, but I'll use the Switch as an example. I remember that was a spring launch, mm -hmm. the, yeah, or, the yeah, original like Switch. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, okay. and I remember this was long before we were doing this podcast, obviously, but Cody, I remember you and I talking about maybe even on the old show about how I felt at least that was a brilliant strategy mm. because it gave them time. They knew quantities were going to be tight. If they had exacerbated that with a holiday shopping rush, yep. it would have went, it would have crossed the river from creating scarcity that Nintendo loves because it builds a moment over into people are just going to be pissed because they want something and can't get it. Mm -hmm. On top of it gave six or seven months. I want to say it was maybe like a Marchish release. I'm thinking back. I, again, I haven't looked it up. I'm not yeah. going to. Um, but it was like a spring, late winter, early spring release, if I remember correctly. And I remember thinking, wow, it's actually really smart because they knew quantities were going to be relatively limited. It gave them six or seven months of runway to get as many switches as they could build into as many hands as possible so that for the holiday season, when the games started to drop, there was already a critical mass of users out there who could go buy those games. And they ended up having a just smashing holiday quarter on the games having because again that's that's always been nintendo's story it's not actually about the hardware no. it's about the games you can exclusively run on yeah. that hardware yeah and it, yeah, it, it, obviously <laughs> dropping with zelda helped a lot too definitely. right but then like mario odyssey came out like in time yeah. for christmas that year that like super, yeah that was a big one yeah um one of, one of my favorite um gaming podcasts was talking about in the last couple of weeks like was and we're wholly off the rails and i love it um <laughs> Was 2023 as good as for Nintendo the year the Switch came out, which I think was either 2013 or 2014. But like, because if you think about it, so and which was the first year of the Switch, and this is now rumored to be the last year of the Switch One, was its last year as good or better than its first year? Because both years had a new Zelda game. Yep. Mario. Both years had a new Mario game. And several, like, all of their like sh short of like smash mm -hmm. and mario kart like all of their major platforms i'm pretty sure like cody i know you follow these more i think pikmin had a release like there were a lot of like really major nintendo property releases in effectively the what's what's believed to be the last mainline year of this console that's pretty impressive like kudos to nintendo not even the company we're here to actually talk about right. today but like when you think <laughs> about it if the if, if if the rumors are true and they've bookended a console that successfully, nobody does that, no, and it's yeah. what makes Nintendo so special. It really, really is. Um, yeah, because that Mario game's me... getting good reviews too. Like, yes, you know, both both Wonder, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Are getting really good reviews. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I have spent time in that game, still mm. playing it, not as much mm. as I want to, but I mean, just unbelievable. Oh, yeah unbelievable yeah. and like wonder is literally collecting dust on my shelf waiting to be played because i need 14 minutes to myself to actually get a chance to you know play it but you know i keep telling myself that the slow time of year is coming even though it's basically already mid-december yeah. and it hasn't yet and i don't i don't, I don't know what that. that was supposed to be but we do it to ourselves <laughs> yeah so I think, anyway yeah, so switch, go ahead cody i was gonna say switch doing that definitely brings that 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 form factor to mind right that like yeah it's been in everyone's brain and i think it is like surprising that may, it, it's starting to happen but like more people doing that same factor. oh yeah factor which you know oh is doing actually that's a really great segue back cody because what the switch did mm -hmm. i don't believe in a weird way i don't believe we have the steam deck we have today or some of its direct competitors that we'll lightly touch on in a second without a switch having existed first for sure yeah, like the switch not. not only reinvigorated a handheld market mm -hmm. that by that point pre-switch you had your ds faithful 
And my or your 3DS faithful, which don't get me wrong, one of the best selling console families in history. Mm -hmm. Like that was a very successful lineup, but you either had a 3DS and you were a 3DS person or you didn't and you had no intention of getting one. Like 3DS was around for so long. Those battle lines were drawn. You were already in that camp or handheld gaming just wasn't for you because handheld gaming was in a way, and I promise this is on a path to somewhere, Handheld gaming pre-Switch was entirely its own vertical because you had the 3DSers and you had smartphone gamers. And those were like two of their own. There was a very clear separation between those two things and mainline capital G games. You know what I mean? Like triple A, even double A, mainline, like your Call of Duties, things like that. The Switch proved to people in actually a really real way that you could make a device capable of playing those games, especially early on, not necessarily the true Call of Duties. I mean, still, yeah. <laughs> play one of those games on a Switch and see what yeah. kind of time you have. <laughs> like, there's still a little bit of haha going on there. But I think about the first year of the Switch, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario, uh, I'm sorry, Mario Odyssey, mm-hmm. like those Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, like, these were when those dropped for switch and because the switch is party trick if you don't know as you can dock it play it on a tv pick it up keep playing the same game on the device on the go mm-hmm. these were the full flavor full bodied non-watered down versions of these games cody you're the our resident nintendo historian nintendo for years and we've talked about in the show in the past had made parallel games where there was the quote-unquote big boy version of a game and then the mobile version of the game that would end up on game boy ds 3ds whatever the handheld of the generation was but they were never the same game right like that was that was not no, the like, thing. even yeah. like with movies and stuff a lot of times it might be the same developer or it might be two different ones but it would definitely be yeah def- essentially like different types of games and uh there would be blah 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 3ds yeah you only and then blah 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 yeah, the, the, you, only had a 3DS, yeah. you could get that version but it was like you know super pixelated and whatever yes yeah, absolutely but switch really paved the way for no no we're going to sell you one device mm-hmm. you're going to use it two different ways playing the same games with as close to as can be done the same experience mm-hmm. and that was just i it's, it's weird how like our memories work like and the way mine works is i i tend to remember like the places i was Mm-hmm. When when a, like so when an unconnected thing happened, so um, Cody, I remember the Switch news dropping, sitting in an IHOP on a Saturday morning with you <laughs> and um, friends of the show, uh, Ryan and Bryson. We were sitting around a table at an IHOP, and like I think like maybe over that night or definitely that week, like because I remember the Switch. There had been rumors for a while. And then all of a sudden, Nintendo's just like, boom, here's the Switch, and it's coming out in like three months. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. like this years-long long roll-up. Yeah. No. And and again, one thing Nintendo's very good at is trying not to cannibalize their own sales. I mean, heck, they kept selling 3DSs and yeah. 3DS games well into the Switch's life because they can because they're Nintendo and they're brilliant like that and they're great mm-hmm. at making money. But I just remember that Switch news and like that very first like – commercial trailer whatever you want to call it where the guy docks it and is playing a game and picks it up on the go and then they've got like all the friends huddled around it playing i think they're on a rooftop or something like this ridiculous you never do yeah never do because i don't know if you have not the hands of a five-year-old i don't know if you ever tried to play with a single joy con it's freaking impossible yeah not great anyway but you can and that's Mm -hmm. the point like what what the switch proved as a concept and not just conceptually, because it does it, and it does it so well, um, and is wildly successful. But it paved a way for these other companies to. I truly do think other companies looked at it and said, "Huh, yeah. if we, as exactly. soon as because because chip technology had to catch up, right? Like really, Nintendo's vertically integrated ability to make games purpose built for hardware and then release it on that hardware gave them an edge, right? It yeah. gave them the ability to do this. The job that a valve had and now an asus and and others have um trying to do the we're just going to air quotes call it the pc version even though a steam deck for very important reasons is not a pc um 
the more PC-like versions had a much higher, steeper hill to climb because these games were not purpose-built for that kind of hardware. Mm -hmm. Especially at the time, the chips really did not exist to do it effectively, both from a thermals or a battery life perspective, and in some ways still don't. Um, It it really, but the, the fact that these things exist at all is a dramatic departure from where we started. But I just think, if nothing else, and we're finally going to get to what we wanted to start off to talk about, which is this new Steam Deck OLED, which launched in the last month here um, to replace the Steam Deck that came out a couple of years ago. Very similar situation. Very hard to get a hold of. Um, you know, a lot of like cultural moment around it, at least for like the true gamer techie yeah. spaces. Again, has not, probably will not ever have the broader cultural impact of a switch because it's just what a nintendo can do mm-hmm. there are people that play games air quotes because they play nintendo games and that's it that's the right. beginning and end of their gaming life and that's okay but that's that's a whole segment of the market that people looking to play again quote unquote games that are looking at buying a steam deck this is your pc building and buying populace this is your i have a gaming laptop group like this is not the i want for the most part very few people out there like i want to casually get into gaming so i'm going to go buy a steam deck because definitely at launch still very much now just not as much a steam deck is very 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 you got to be ready to tinker Mm mm-hmm like mess with it, it a little bit. Yeah, it's not a I'm going to pick it up, download some games and immediately start playing for the most part. There are very very specific games you can pick up and do that with, but they're like super specific in so much as at an inter like a UI level. And again, this is not unique to the Steam Deck OLED. This is just Steam Deckiness in general. Um a Steam Deck is a loosely for those that don't know a loosely nintendo switch style just much larger um and i when i do say much larger like you pick one up and you're like huh okay this is technically mobile i guess um it's 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 a a chonking device um so so, and by that i mean it's literally almost 12 inches like wide like it's it's almost a foot wide it's 11.7 inches it's big and it's a lot thicker too right it's got like it it is it's um so i I guess let's just get let's let's do some description this is an audio podcast after all so the nintendo switch that we've been talking about that we all know and most people have seen is nine and a half inches long just over half an inch thick and is four inches tall the Steam Deck is just shy of a foot wide, 11.7 inches, just shy of two inches at its thickest, which is the grips, but still the thickest yeah. part, 1.8 inches, um, which I will say does make it genuinely more comfortable to yeah. hold. I do yeah. not personally think the Switch is a very comfortable to hold device in so much as there's an entire yeah. market of third party <laughs> Joy-Cons <laughs> or grips yeah. made to make it more comfortable to hold. Mm-hmm. But at least you have the option of having it be much thinner and lighter, which is great for travel. So there's no way to make a Steam Deck thinner because it is built to be 1.8 inches thick at its thickest. And then um, they're similar in height. Again, the Switch 4 inches, Steam Deck 4.6 inches. But again, that's more of the, like the form factor. It can only get so big. And the Steam Deck now does have a 0.4 inch larger display. So it does have a bigger display than the Switch um, than the Switch OLED. I should say it's, right. it's much bigger Which than is, the regular yeah. Switch. The Switch OLED grew up from, I think, 6.4 to 7. And then um, the Steam Deck got a bump in its OLED version from 7 to 7.4. So comparing as close as we can apples to apples switch oled to steam deck oled it's a 0.4 inch display difference 7 to 7.4 so um yeah playing games just setting the stage for what the heck the steam deck is you can play a lot of things on the steam deck and ps by the way don't email me we don't have enough time to even get into what you really can do on a steam deck if you're willing to hack it we're not getting into that today. That is an endless rabbit hole. No <laughs> one's going to tune in for that long. I'm talking about when I'm describing what you can do with the Steam Deck, I mean, you can buy it, charge it, log in, and do the following right from the store built into the device. I don't mean loading ROMs onto an SD card. I don't mean dropping into Linux desktop mode. I mean, buy Steam, use Steam, play Steam. It's just for, for the purposes of this analysis. So when you go into the Steam store from either Steam Deck, um, Eric, there's literally colored icons over the top of each game and a, and, a, and a rubric off to the side, a key to tell you not if the game is playable, 
but how playable the game is oh, and geez. at what level of difficulty what are you getting yourself into trying, trying to, to play get this to game oh, yes wow. like a green happy check mark is pretty much like you're good to go download the game you're gonna be playing in five minutes ish because it does take a long time to download especially on the old one um yeah and then you'll be playing a game good for you <sighs> then you get into like yellow where it's like it can be played some customizations will be necessary. Sometimes you might have to like use this hotkey combo to get the on-screen keyboard to come up because again, these games were not made for handhelds. Right. So there wouldn't right. be like action items to force the keyboard to appear. So you have to hit like Steam button X in some games to get the keyboard to appear. So you could type in whatever prompts it was asking for. Again, now we're getting into hackiness. Mm -hmm. Then you finally get into like two different variations of gray icons. One version of the gray icon is unknown. Play at your own risk. Yeah. See if and you can figure it out. Good luck. See if you can figure it out. Or has someone figured it out for you? Because again, where, where Valve has done some very smart things is they've leveraged their community. Because it's a huge community-driven device. So you can download control layouts right through the Steam app for all these different games. So you have like the first-party control set, either where the developer made a set to make it. Most of your green check marks have some kind of like the developer launched a Steam Deck set of controls so that you fire up the game and the buttons all more or less make sense and you start playing yeah. neat the community driven ones are where people have sat down and remap done the toilsome job of remapping dozens or hundreds of controls and making it work a great example of that is i'm still playing not the more recently released one like 2016 2017 i mean like the 2005 version of star wars battlefront 2 oh nice. actually plays phenomenally on the deck if you download a very specific third-party control mapping because the one out of the box almost unplayable like just none of the control surfaces make sense it didn't map one to one very well but someone not me invested the time to remap tons of the controls and now it's 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 a delight i have a lot i have a very serious like emotional connection to that game and the ability to just pick it up and play it is like some of the most fun i have on the deck is playing yes. old the old battlefront 2 because it was one of my all-time games hands For down sure. absolutely um so those are the, the 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 first set of gray games where it's like this hasn't been tested we're pretty sure it'll turn on past that you're on your own and then you finally get into what, as far as I know, the last category of game, which is just unsupported. Yeah. Because, and the reason I mentioned unsupported is, and those are games that more likely than not will not even launch. They, you can download them all day long. They will fail to launch, hmm. mostly. That is because the Steam Deck is running Linux. It is, it is x86 hardware. So it is running an AMD, an AMD APU um, on the Zen 2 architecture. So it is running a PC-like set of hardware but it's running a linux opera linux based operating system right. the steam os is linux based yep. so they are running um not emulation software but they're they're running an abstraction layer yeah to it's, actually it's run the game yeah, yeah they're, they're they're effectively running wine libraries and skins they're they're i'm you would think i would have done more homework there's an actual name for the engine they use to run these but they're literally running it through that software to run it in this in this steam environment right so that all works real well. The games that are supported play real well. The Steam, the Steam Deck original, again, brunishly difficult to get for months, really the better part of the first year of its existence. Um, but it was also considered quite affordable in the PC space. When you look at a Switch OLED at $350, um, you know, the, the the Steam Deck worth getting was closer to like 500. You could get one for like 399, but mm -hmm. it had far too little storage. It just, it really wasn't the way to go. Unless you're going to upgrade yourself. You can, you can crack it open and put a larger drive in it. I was just going to say. And that, comfortable doing that. Or put in an SD card, which, you know, there, there were ways. Like, it, I don't want to downplay the validity. Like you getting the cheaper entry level was still a valid place, especially if that, was, if that was the money you had. Rather you go get one than not have one, go have a good time. But most people jumped up to the 256 or the 512 model because it wasn't that bad of a bump up. Like I said, for about six, five or $600, you could get a top of the line Steam Deck. Um, and, it, and it was an overall great experience. Depending on what you were playing, two to eight hours, two to eight hours of battery life. Um, had, all, you know, seven inch, very, 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 very intentional play on the screen. Very, very switch like. 
they went for a lower resolution um, 800p display because they knew on this hardware they could run games at better overall graphics at a it's a seven inch display at the end of the day like i'm not saying resolution isn't important but it's not as important at that size in a 4k on a seven inch screen is pointless it is it really really is i mean until someone does it then we're going to be like oh my god nintendo what a revelation yes until i do look how great mario kart looks like can you tell where i'm going with that but anyway um it was especially for the hardware available at the time. It was a very, very small because they, they were the two to eight hours you were getting was largely due in part to that. They, they kept it down to that 800 P, um, you know, on screen yeah. display. Um, it was an LCD at the time. And then what the device we're actually finally here to talk about today is the OLED iteration, just like Nintendo. They had the Nintendo switch mm-hmm. for years and they dropped the switch OLED. We've had the steam deck for multiple years. Now, now we have the steam deck OLED. It did several very, very important things. One, it pushed down that entry level. So now the 399 model still available, but critically, so it's still got the same 800 P LCD touch, uh, touch screen. Same six, uh, 60 hertz refresh, same hardware, but the entry level is now 256 gigs. So now suddenly for 399, that is a very, very usable, compelling entry point for people that don't want to fork over the extra money yeah. um, oh, for, the, for the higher model. That said, here's John. He's here to spend your money for you today. Mm. Um, now, if the, as we've said about countless gadgets in the past, because the entry level exists, that does not mean that's where you really should start. If you are considering a Steam Deck, if handheld gaming is a world that you want to embark upon <clears throat> and not necessarily play as an Italian plumber, um, the Steam Deck could be for you. Please save your money a little bit longer. Mow some extra lawns. <laughs> Sell an old device you haven't used in three years. And talking to myself on that one. Um, save up more, get the Steam Deck OLED. Yeah. Um, starting at 549 for the 512 gig model, new to this line for 649. Again, that's that's not a small jump. It's a $250 jump. I'm not making light of that, but it's a terabyte NVMe SSD. And I will tell you, someone who had the 512 gig regular Steam Deck and I jumped to the one terabyte. Well, it was the difference of I was constantly uninstalling games to make room to reinstall games versus I will say, and everyone's library is different, right? In the case of my library, I was able to go top to bottom through my Steam library, download every single game that I wanted to try on Steam Deck. Unsure which ones would work and which ones wouldn't. I'm sure I'm going to jettison many of them. But I truly, the night it got here, I downloaded and installed every single game from my library that I wanted to try. And they fit with about 250 gigs to spare, nice. which means I, I I never could have done that without expanding storage on the old one. So that storage, not to down, but storage is actually the smallest bit of the story, right? Because as you said, Eric, you can go buy the 399 one a year later. If you fill up the storage, go buy a cheap aftermarket SSD and add it yourself. Yeah. If you're buying a Steam Deck, you're probably not necessarily, but probably comfortable installing a hard drive into something. Like yeah. again, the us's of the world, lowercase G gamers, are yeah. typically comfortable at least swapping a hard drive in something. That just tends to be a thing we do. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's the rest of the device that's the story to be had here. It really, really is. Um running top to bottom within credit where it's due. I, I have both devices in front of me. I, I solemnly swear, but I am uh, borrowing a lovely table that IGN.com did um, just because it was a really, really great summary of, of the two. So um, if this sounds familiar, if you're out there and maybe worked on this or have read it before, that's why I am bar- I am borrowing full credit okay. IGN so to make sure I don't miss anything important. But I, I, I have hands-on use them. I currently own both of them. One of them is for sale. If anyone's interested, now you can email me. Um <laughs> Very, very similar. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's the same, well, almost the same AMD Zen 2 CPU platform, but it's on a refined nanometer process. Yeah, I was going to say so, nanometer, yeah. Yep. So it is, so it's generating the same more or less overall power, but it's doing so more efficiently. So right out of the gate, the combination of that and its hallmark feature, the OLED display, have led to it being a two to eight hour battery device to a three to 12 hour battery device, depending on what you're playing and at what settings. Yeah. 
12 hours is more than you're going to get from a switch. Like that is really, yes. really an oh, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it is very, very, you have to be playing very specific games at very specific settings to get that 12 hours out of it. But I will tell you, I've played a lot of pretty demanding games and very rarely gotten close to the three. Like it's typically well above that three point if you're just playing run of the mill game. So the battery life improvements are tangible. They're noticeable. And I guess it's actually a three point combination. It's the refinements on the CPU. Um, the benefits of the OLED display. And just because of the reorganization of the internals, they were able to bump it from a 40 to a 50 watt hour battery. Mm. So it's just a, it's a, as we've said again, about countless devices, you and I, you get better battery life, put a bigger battery in it. (laughs) Yep. Apple, talking to you. I'm done with the camera bump island. Give me a thicker phone with a bigger battery. There. There was my shameless Apple plug for the day, Tim. I hope you heard me. Um, He didn't, and he wouldn't anyway, but I digress. Um, On the RAM side of things, still 16 gigs of RAM, which, P.S., by the way, what a lovely world we live in that relatively inexpensive handheld gaming devices are shipping with 16 16 gigs of DDR5 RAM. And just like, that's the old man gamer in me. Like, I... Anyway, I, I remember being beyond impressed. My buddy got a computer with 128 megs of RAM. Like, oh yeah. my God, his RAM has three digits in it. Like, what world am I in? <laughs> so that's just, that. That's and it was a gateway. It arrived in a cow box. Nice. But anyway, I again, I remember where I was. Um, but the speed of the RAM has changed. So from, from it's, it went from 5,500 speed to 6,400 speed. So again, these are all by themselves except for the screen i mean the screen is night and day but by themselves very very iterative things but they add up to a tangible change to the experience faster ram never a bad thing you we all know from personal experience the speed of your memory can actually directly impact the overall experience using the device navigating the device playing mm-hmm. things on it um we already talked about the storage still nvme storage there's just more options and a higher top end you're getting more for your dollar in this um in this generation double in my said i went from buying the top end to buying the top end we're talking about doubling five like that's a lot of storage you're getting for the same yeah. spend yeah. and so it's half a terabyte of very fast storage for the same spend still the same array of sd card options um Quick PSA, if you do feel the need to add additional storage, pay attention. This is no different than when we talk about cameras. Pay attention to what SD card you're buying. The yeah. one that's on sale is probably too slow for what you want to do. Yeah. Don't overbuy either. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, well, so do pay attention. Like, do a little bit of research up front. You can overbuy also. I believe the actual hardware of the Steam Deck's card reader tops out at about 200 megs a second. Mm-hmm. There are like, very, very high performance, like camera cards and stuff that are made for more than that. Um, you will not see any of those benefits on this because the the, the actual reader tops out at a certain, and there's a, there's an SD card term for exact, for that. Just do the research up front. I will tell you, you can get a lot of great storage for about 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a UHS two B 60 is what you're looking for. There you go. That's the one. See, Eric, Eric actually did do his homework in that. I mean, he silently Googled in the background while no, I'm I boring everyone. I'm, I'm doing that from camera knowledge. What you're talking I, about the 200 megs is a V60. So I love it, hate it when you do things one. like that. <laughs> so um, video output. I mean, that's it's the same HDMI port. I mean, we, I'm more USB-C with display port, I should say. So very, very little changed there. I'm sure they modernized the port, but the actual specs are more or less the same. Um, then, we, then we run headlong into the display, as we already touched on. Some brilliance here. They borrowed directly from Nintendo's playbook. I, and I feel very strongly they did that very intentionally because they watched it work so well. Right. They made the screen bigger in the same footprint. Brilliant. People have cases, people have accessories. All those things more or less still work because the form factor has not changed in any meaningful way. They just fit a bigger screen with critically slimmer bezels into this more or less the same body. So you had a bump from seven to 7.4 inches. Doesn't sound like a lot. I will tell you, I picked this thing up still weeks after I'm in, and I'm still impressed by how much bigger the display looks every time I turn it on. It's crazy how, how much that 0.4 diagonally. And I think it's, and I think it's as critically about the slimmer bezels. Yeah. Like I think if you may, if you launched a steam deck with the same seven inch display, but just made it smaller, the effect wouldn't have been as dramatic. Right. 
but it's because like bezel effect is very, very real. That board, the size of that border and the perception difference for what, how large that display looks. It's a very, very real thing to at least my brain. I'm assuming yeah, others. Definitely. Um, so bigger screen, same footprint, but here's the, here's like the master stroke that again, Nintendo did first credit where it's due and steam deck. I'm sorry. Val followed to the letter. They kept the resolution the same. So it's the same 800p resolution, just on a slightly larger display on a much better panel with that HDR OLED, 90 hertz, up from 60, I should say, which again is something the Switch OLED is still only 60 hertz. So that is an area where this is generally, the the refresh rate is noticeably higher. And again, things we talk about on the show, I'm one of those people that's sensitive to refresh rates. Like I can see it when sometimes, Eric, sometimes you say you can't can't. see it on things. Um, I I can see two devices from across the room and tell you which one is running a higher refresh rate because it bothers my eyeballs. It's a curse. It really, really is. Once you see it, I feel like you can't. But it looks amazing. It does. It is noticeable. It looks amazing. But going back to that 800p resolution, why that's so critical, the games that were proven to run so well already on the original Steam Deck now just automatically stand to reason they run so well on this one because it's the same resolution they run the same just look so much better because of the refresh rate because of the oled display the deeper blacks the better colors like it's just the hdr it's just a better visual experience and it's not by a little bit again you pick it up you play the same game been playing for two years on the steam deck you see it on this for the first time and it really is like visually visibly noticeable how much better it is Mm. so yeah, that's good. That's great. I've heard the it's same. It's crazy that, that it makes that yeah. much of a difference at the same resolution. You'd think they'd have to it, bump up the resolution to get that kind of a difference, but that's yeah, and that's exactly. smart because I mean it keeps their power consumption down to being right. able to use a lower resolution like that. It's it's been true in gadgets and tech for as long as there's been gadgets and tech. There's there's the spec that always looks great on the box, and there's the specs yeah. that really do mean something. And I'm not saying 4K doesn't mean anything. On my gaming monitor. You can pry it from my cold, dead fingers. You know what I mean? Like there are places where for, yeah. on my TV, mm-hmm. I would never again, you know, again, I'm going to be that, that person. I will never again not have a 4K TV. Like these things right. do make sense. But it's also so many times the spec that you can throw on the box where it's like 4K ultra. Well, guess what? A crappy 4K display, a crappy, 4, I guess I should walk it back. I would take a good, even on a TV, if I could only choose, I would take a good 1080p panel over a crappy 4K panel yeah. any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one is the spec that looks good on the box. So again, the, the restraint to say we're going to keep it at, 800, at 800p and bump up everything else made a tangibly better experience. You throw a 4K display at this thing, A, there's no way they could sell it for $649. B, yeah. that battery life would be 0.4 to two hours. Right. Mm-hmm. Because of what it would take to push those pixels. Depending on what you're playing, though. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got a headphone jack. I just any more. I feel like it's yeah. important to call that out. We got we got yeah. a headphone jack, people. You can plug stuff in. Airplane riders rejoice. Um, there is a so if you're ever on that plane and your and yours have died, Lord love you. You can ask the lovely Delta person for that free set of headphones that will of make you that will ear. make you love yeah, every right. other pair of headphones you've ever owned. But <laughs> you will bleed from the ears when you pull them out. But you'll be able to hear. But you'll be able while. to hear. For a little while. Um, radios, this is actually relatively quite important, got updated across the board as well. So Bluetooth 5 to Bluetooth 5.3. Doesn't sound like a big deal. It can be with certain accessories. Again, the battery draw of using Bluetooth and the wider compatibility and just performance. Um, yeah. Bluetooth will always be better next year. Well, the year that 5.3 came out, it got better than 5.0. It's just, it, it is just a better, more stable build of the stack. Um, but I, I alluded to this earlier. This is a this is a real one. Um, Wi-Fi, they, they upgrade to a Wi-Fi 6E radio. Mm-hmm. I don't even run a Wi-Fi 6E network in my yeah. house yet. We're just, <laughs> we're just sick. We're, we're, we're still straight six here. But I will tell you, it was painful downloading games. I've not done a side-by-side comparison, like, you know, straight throughput comparisons. But I will tell you, it was genuinely painful to download games or even download updates for games on my original deck. And I downloaded, when I told you, I downloaded every single game that I wanted to try on the deck from my Steam library the night I got it. They all downloaded that same night. Like by the next morning, they were all downloaded and ready to go. We're talking 750 gigs of games. That's pretty good. Yeah. That would not, I'm just, again, I haven't done the true scientific side-by-side throughput test, but I can tell you from like anecdotal practical experience, 
even if I had had a one terabyte drive, I could not have downloaded all those games in one night because the connection was so much slower yeah. on the Wi-Fi chip in the original one. It was a dual band chip, um, limited to AC, but I mean, I don't. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even six. It was AC. No, it was AC. Oh, okay. It was an yeah. AC. I, I feel like it was a cost cutting measure, Probably, but also like yeah. AC was still quite run of the mill when this thing came out a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. So it just, it really, really did limit it in some tangible ways. Because I will tell you, I had AC devices that downloaded faster than this. There, I, I can't tell you the chip logic of it. There was something about that. Why we've all had devices where like, you're just slow. This, yeah. The original switch was like that downloading. Yeah. And I feel like the OLED got a little bit faster as well, but I can't say that with certainty. Um, Cause again, I really just, I don't think about it on the switch. I've never they just download there they anything are. on Wi-Fi with my switch. I, I got the see, little see, USB I, dongle with the, cable and i have it actually plugged oh, in, so you I dock it and download and then i undock it when i play so that's a good point um but yeah but as far as improvements go that is a tangible yeah. improvement for and again steam especially being a library where you are constantly going to be downloading you know games and updates and things like i feel like games update on steam all, all the time, the time. All, oh, the yeah, time. Yeah. all the freaking time so you get all that and the last and certainly not least i mentioned before you get all that added hardware, all that added performance, added thermals, same footprint with a larger display. It's lighter. Really? Interesting. Yep. And by the numbers, does not look like much. It went from 1.47 to 1.41 pounds. We're talking about 0.06 of a pound. I will tell you, as something that you're constantly using, probably laying on a couch or in bed, over your face <laughs> waiting to careen down on your nose when you play that game a little bit later than you probably should have um that 0.06 of a pound is not gonna make a difference when it hits your nose but i will tell you it is a more it is a uh, this could be placebo effect but i heard others say it and i but i can now say i agree it when you pick it up maybe it could even be weight distribution being different because the internals are just laid out differently right it feels better lighter more comfortable to hold in the hand than its predecessor for longer periods of time. Yeah. I'm not saying it's light. It's still effectively a pound and a half block of glass and plastic that again, you're suspiciously holding over your face in the middle of the night. Like it is what it is, but it is a better overall in the hand experience compared to the predecessor. It just is. So that's cool. Ooh, so that's the rundown of the Steam Deck OLED. Um, I will obviously have more to say about it the more I use it, as I have said countless times already today. Precious little time this time of year. Don't know what's going on out there, but y'all got needs and they're yeah. all for us apparently. <laughs> right. So we've been busy, um, but what a little time I've gotten to spend with it has really been a pleasure. Um, I like that for the most part, they are visually almost impossible to tell apart. I do like when they don't change the form factor of the visuals of a device just for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, I also change feel like the there's a little bit of charge you more. Yeah. I also just feel, let's call it what it is. I feel like there's a bit of shame play in that. Like we're going to make the new one look different so that, you know, you'll be jealous of all your yeah. friends that have the new one and you don't want to whip out the old one and be sad. Like, I just feel like that's a real thing that companies do to us. Again, sure. looking at you, Apple and the way you sold iPods for 10 years. Um, <laughs> Like literally like the, the power button's a different color. Like the plastic under the thumbsticks are black now instead of white, like very, very minor visual differences. Um, but the, but the actual physical changes and, and there were others, they tweaked the track pads really. Like, again, I've noticed a tangibly better experience with the thumb track pads mm. on games that like using point and click for like mouse play works really, really well. So again, just huge fan. I continue to think that if you, if handheld gaming is a world you want to go down again, there are other options out there today. Um, Asus has the, has the ROG ally. There's the Legion. There, there are others out. The space is filling out in fast, but I will tell you the steam deck has the benefit of being the closest thing to the switch. There's a reason why I made that comparison earlier. The closest thing to the switch that you're going to find for PC style gaming, right? You're going to have to fiddle with it. It's not just whip out of the box and start playing for the most part, but compared to the others, because again, we mentioned before, this runs Linux. The others run Windows, full blown, high fat mm -hmm. Windows, which is very, very powerful. That's a benefit depending on what you want to do, but it also raises that complexity several more notches. You got to get in 
and fiddle with control panel. You got to go in and mess with your drivers. You got like, it's a PC at the end of the day. Right. So if you've, if you've spent time in the gaming laptop space, you know what you're getting into. You're just doing it with fewer or in some cases more control surfaces to worry about yeah. on a much smaller form factor playing games that weren't made for it. So like if, if that kind of fiddling as it is to me sounds exciting, like a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon, go for it. They're really great devices. But if your intent is to play games as much as possible, well, honestly, go buy a Switch. Yeah, go get a Switch. But if your intent is to play PC games as much as possible, man, this the the, the Switch OLED is a really really solid contender um, at any price point. So definitely, that, that's that. the reason I was going to go with you know with a Steam Deck over the others is is like you mentioned, you know, having Windows on there. Steam, you kind of get that leeway that'd be like, oh, this is compatible already. I don't have to do anything. I can just install it and launch it versus like, oh, okay. I can try this game and it just borks your... Yes, because I have the knowledge that with a few button presses, I could be on a Linux desktop on this and start fiddling around to my heart's content. Mm -hmm. But it's sufficiently well hidden that I can lie to myself that it's not there and therefore I'm not going to go start fiddling with it. I'm just going right. to play the stinking game I sat down with the precious few minutes I have to play before dinner and I'm going to get to play a game for a few minutes. You mm -hmm. hand me a device running Windows, I'm like, going to start yeah. doing crap to it. <laughs> yep. It's just I just slip into work mode and it's like, ooh, I could tweak this driver and get 0.5 more frames per second out of that game. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the fact of ha give me a device running Windows, I'm going to start messing with it. And I realize there's many people out there who are just like, well, if you want to mess with something, Linux is the ultimate way. To, yeah, but but it's the Linux piece is sufficiently well hidden yeah. behind a yeah. lovely piece of steam. And that's enough for me to just be like, I, I, just I, I just want to play. Yeah. I just want to play Baldur's Gate. Yeah. I just want to sit down and play five minutes of Baldur's Gate, which is code for five hours. And <laughs> that's fine. Um, the, the minute you hit me with a windows desktop, I'm just like, well, I'm at work now. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's just what I, I wouldn't put it past myself to be logging into 365 from the freaking thing like i don't know i just i feel yeah, like you just hand me work window. email real quick yeah. while i'm on my steam can i install enable on this like you know what i mean like i just yeah. I, it makes me wonder like anyway we're, we're, we're done here um <laughs> on, on that front and so more to follow on steam and the and the gaming handhelds in general i do i genuinely mean that is such an interesting space to me especially with i guess i'll cap it for me at least with this bit um if the original switch is what propelled us into this growing family of just handheld devices we have out there now. It truly makes me in a great way curious what a Switch 2 yeah, is yeah. going to do in propelling the space forward. What is Nintendo potentially gonna prove to everyone else? Oh no, you can do this and here's how. Because that's how we got these devices. Was Nintendo was like, look at what we did. Yeah. And then people went to work making their riff on it. I just, I've got this feeling that Nintendo is going to, in a very real way, propel that space forward once again. Totally. I hope so. I just, I hope that they, and they don't do this a lot, but I hope that they make the Switch 2 backwards compatible. There are rumors that it will be, but it would be amazing to have the entire think, library on the Switch 2. I actually think they, this is one of those cases where if it's truly called the Switch 2, yeah. Cody, I think you, you either may or may not agree with me on this one. If they treat this more like a a DS successor and less like a console successor. Cause mm -hmm. am I right? Like for the most part, if you had insert generation here of DS or 3DS, you could mostly, yeah. you, you couldn't yeah. always play the newer games on the old one, but you could almost always play the older games on the yeah. new one in Nintendo's handheld space. Yeah. It essentially went to 3DS and the 3DS added the little notch on the game yes. cartridge but you could play any DS game in it. So yep. yeah, right. the 3DS could play any any DS game, yeah. So I'm hopeful that the mere fact that it sounds like they truly might just call it Switch 2, like the fact they're not just called, yeah. I just really do think that the, the success they've built with this library, like, why? And again, this is Nintendo, they could, but yeah. why put us back through a re-release of Mario Kart, of Smash Bros, of, like, just keep us playing the ones we've already been playing for five, six, seven years now and just release a new one. We, we we've proven we will buy it yeah. again. Totally. We, we, we really will. So I, I really do think, cause that's going to be the impetus to get this thing into as many hands as possible. If you have people to your point, Eric, that already have these deep switch libraries and now can theoretically play it on this 
better, more powerful device with an even better display, maybe more battery, like all these other things, but not discredit the validity of the sw existing Switch, especially Switch OLED at the same time. Yeah. I Nintendo's done weird stuff because they can. So yeah. anything truly is possible. This is one of those times where I do genuinely think it'll be, I, th I think they'll keep it all as a fan. This will be an extension of the Switch family, not a cold reset. That's what I hope as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, in typical me fashion, we went much deeper and longer with the Steam Deck than I originally intended because we took a thread that I did not originally intend to do. <laughs> so, but this is still a parts bin episode. And in, in, in keeping as such, we will spend a few minutes here at the end um, talking about another device that just happened to arrive in our hands. It had been out for a little bit before, but we finally got one the same week the Steam Deck arrived. And I still want to talk about it. And that is the MetaQuest 3. Mm. Um, Obviously, we are not deep diving this device in just a few minutes today because, as promised, um, the lease is coming up on our virtual high-rise yes. conference oh, space right. that, yeah. that we did our Metaverse episode from sometime last year. So we figured we'd get one more party in before we have to hand the, the, the virtual yeah. keys back over because our NFT is up. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, ish. <laughs> um, no. Um, we, we are going to do a, a revisit to the metaverse in, in, in the upcoming weeks, um, partially, you know, at least in my case, from this new MetaQuest 3. And will I have a tangibly different experience from my you know co-presenters here in Quest 2? Yeah. Let's find out. Um, but here today, I just if you bump specifically... you your microphone less. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, God, that was terrible. But anyway, pass-through mode. Yay. Yay. Um, no, seriously. So where this thing... Um, stands out where okay, this, this is just, this is going to be an actual brisk run through why the quest three. Um, there's actually, that's a very good question for a lot of people because in Meta's play they did, and they're not the first people to do this, not by a long shot, but they kept the quest two around at a, I won't even say lower price point. They returned it point. to its original <laughs> yeah. price point. Critically, I just insist on pointing out that they raised the freaking price of a multi-year-old device only to put it back again. So, Can't get those extra sub, dollars in there, you know. Sub-righteous rant over. But anyway, um, the Quest 3, obviously better. Like, A, it's got a bigger number, and that has never always been... That's so terrible English, but it's never always been the best indicator right. for is this the better one? But in this case, it is newer. It is better. We're going to run through the specs. It is a tangibly better device, but it is a tangibly better device for a decent amount more money mm -hmm. because the Quest 2 retail I believe is hanging out at $299. Um, again, back to that original like bordering on impulse buy territory yeah, that it was right. for so long. But also you can regularly pick them up right now for as low as $249, sometimes a little bit less. Because it's now last quote unquote last year's technically last several right. years tech. It's what we talked about on our Black Friday episode. Because it's older gen, it's actually getting discounted. I, I just happen to look on Amazon right now. You can pick up a Quest 2 for 250 bucks. That is yeah. a very competent option for someone yeah. who just wants to dip their toe in or even just, just start playing, or whatever. Yeah. playing in the VR space. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's still great hardware, especially at that price point, especially when considering to step up to the quest three, you're talking about $500. Yeah. So it's double the price to get into the quest three. And an important caveat, because we've done a lot of talking about storage here today, that $499 price point nets you 128 gigs of storage. Traditionally, VR games have been relatively small. So smaller storage was a very, very valid way to go um, because you could still fit many right. games on it and be okay. Um, there's no expandable storage on these. You're not cracking it open and adding a bigger drive. Yeah. So depending on how long you plan to have this device, these games, because the fidelity and the like, the graphical details are getting bigger and the scope of the game's getting larger, the games are steadily getting larger too. I do actually believe if you're going to be, you know, at all deep into this space, you will fill up that 128 gigs relatively quickly, which leads me to the only storage jump option you have is straight from 128 to 512 gigs for $650. Yeah. $400 more yeah. than the entry level price point of a Quest 2 right now. 
I should say that two hundred fifty dollars is for a one twenty eight. So that is at least apples to apples. So it's literally one twenty eight to one twenty eight, two fifty to five hundred. Like it, it is. Like I said apples to apples on that front. There was never a five twelve option on the um the Quest, Quest two, two. Yeah. but there was a two fifty six. That price bump is only fifty bucks. It's regularly three fifty on sale for two ninety nine. So really, if you're not really looking to get all in with just the metaverse in general. I freaking hate that word, mm -hmm. but VR play, especially the quest two is really a compelling option still at the price point. But if you want to experience really where mixed reality to a certain extent, but virtual reality for sure is going, I could still make the case. Now this is, this is a lot of extra saving up. This isn't a hundred dollar difference. We're talking double or more of the money, Yeah, but if it's a if it's a space you really 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 want to play with play in pun and very much intended, still consider saving the money and getting the Quest Three because I still even at that heavy discount I struggle with spending three digits of money on several year old tech at this point because that's yeah. still what it is it's several year old tech, um, and then once we get it by the numbers and the, the, again we're gonna go through this briskly um <clears throat> you can see why mm -hmm. um the Quest Two was um, both 90 hertz refresh rate, but it was 1832 by 1920 per eye. The Quest 3 goes to 2064 by 2208 per eye. So it's a yeah. noticeable mm. improvement in um, PPI pixels per inch per eye. Um, that's that that's part of the holy grail of this whole thing. For the, the screen more is very low, right? Like exactly. That. Yeah, that's I'm just like I'm sensitive to refresh rates. I'm very sensitive to screen door effect. Don't mishear me. It's still there. Yeah. But really, this Quest Three and the PSVR Two are two of the best low and like lessened amount of screen door effect I've yet had in VR, which nice. makes sense. They're the they're the two newest entries in the space. They yeah. better be. But it really is noticeable how much better that improvement per eye is getting um it really has made the screen door effect as undistracting as it has ever been so that is a going back to you why either hold off or save up the money and just go for the three it is a tangibly better experience it it, it really just is hmm. um still snapdragon um xr2 processors just a gen 2 this go around um, so same general family, but more horsepower. So it's got, it's got to be able to drive those greater displays. Um, we talked about the storage options, both start at a 128, the two bumps to 256, the three can bump to 512, but the cost of that extra storage is yeah. triple. It's yeah. a $50 upgrade in one case. It's a $150 upgrade in the other. So that one hurts a bit. Yeah. Um, more Ram jump from six gigs to eight gigs, battery life, more or less the same, because again, Similar size batteries. They're pushing more pixels to your eyes on a admittedly slightly more you know efficient processor. You're getting two to three hours untethered, and that's that's just what yeah. you're getting. Yeah. And I, I hear people talking about tethering or battery packs. Man, y'all are just better than me because I can't spend more than an hour, maybe ninety minutes in these things yeah. without a break being mandatory. I, mean, I would be unwell. If yeah. I didn't take a break after about an hour, hour and a half, sometimes less than that, depending on what I'm playing. Mm -hmm, totally. So no, that's definitely. I have the the, the battery pack like a uh, yeah. strap with the head, and yeah, it was a good idea at first, but like you said, yeah, after like it does it does weigh on you after like like about I an hour is about the max out. that I can yeah. do, and yeah. I can't play anything where I'm motion moving, where I'm moving yeah. the character, <laughs> like where the character is walking. Mm -hmm. Like I do, I have to change it to the thing if the game has it where you can like warp to the different spots that you choose and it just like instantly jumps yep. you there. I can do that all day long. But if I start, if my character starts moving and I'm standing still, that's it. Yeah. I better not have eaten anything in the last six yeah. hours. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and Cody, you mentioned, you know, weighing down and, um, but also <laughs> pun intended that battery pack for the quest too. Um, yeah. had a, had a very valid other effect that I want to talk the last physical thing I'm going to touch on about the quest three. I experienced that that battery pack helped on the Quest 2 a lot also to counterbalance for the yeah. weight of the device in the front of your face. Yeah. It helped naturally draw it back on your head, Absolutely. which was important because the Quest 2, not a small device, nor is it necessarily very light. It's very front heavy. Mm -hmm. Not as bad as the PSVR 2. PSVR 2 is a chonking headset. Oh, right. yeah. it's, also got a, it's also got a massive headpiece to hold it, hold it on your brain with. Mm -hmm. um, the, the Quest 3, much thinner. 
tangibly thinner and lighter. So that is the other big, big difference. If you're intending to wear this for any remote extended period of time, even two to three hours, you're going to have a better experience with this because the form factor has changed to the positive. They've, they've redone the displays to make it much thinner. Um, it's just the overall experience of putting it on and wearing it is just better. Yeah. Um, I will say one disclaimer though, as you're budgeting for this, just budget to get the upgraded strap. Yeah. The first part you want to say, I remember we talked about this with the quest two that it was basically mandatory because the one that came with it was absolute garbage. Right. If the one that came with the quest two was just hot garbage, this one's warm garbage. Okay. Like it's really not as bad. I could have seen myself using it. Especially for with a smaller front. That was why the other Ex- one was so bad. Exactly. Yeah. This one you got away with, and it was just, it was just a slightly smarter, it was just a, it was just basically a strap, but it just, did, yeah. it did work better. But I did go ahead and jump because it's got the same like dial effect in the back. So you can really dial in the size in, yeah. without having to change a bunch of Velcro. That was the biggest thing for me. Basically taking it on and off involved doing Velcro straps every time, yeah. which was just a pain in the butt. The upgraded strap is a dial system. So you just, screw it off screw it on i just think that's a superior experience but again it's 70 bucks yeah. so piling that on to a five yeah. plus hundred dollar purchase right. this is not this device has fully i'm not even suggesting that for all that for everyone even 250 bucks is impulse buy territory but it was definitely getting close the the quest three as it sits right now is just not even in that realm of the conversation between that and games themselves, you're not getting into this thing for less than six or seven hundred dollars. So just just know that. Just yeah. just know that going it's in. It's a big spend so, to get into it. It's a big spend. It is a tangibly better device. It couldn't it was interesting to me. It couldn't be more of a different conversation than what we talked about with the Steam Deck OLED versus its predecessor and the Quest 2 versus the Quest 3. Like you're getting so much more for the same money on the Steam Deck OLED side. The yeah. Quest 3 is it's good that they're running them in parallel because they truly are two very different devices trying to accomplish the same thing because you have to be ready to go all in. If you're just wanting to play some beat saber with your friends, maybe grab the quest two this year. Cause I mean, you're talking about less than well, possibly well less than half the spend. Yeah. Especially when, like you said, when you factor in games and accessories and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It adds up fast. Oh yeah, it could have a comma in it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not talking, you know, Apple Vision Pro thirty five hundred dollar right. comma. Um, and that's the obvious comparison. I think Meta felt confident in offering this for even five, six, seven hundred dollars because they knew people were going to draw direct comparisons. You know, Apple kind of put the thirty five hundred dollar gorilla in the corner, right, with yeah. this thing just looming out there. Yeah. But I will insist on bookending it here. I haven't even been in the same room as a Vision Pro. I can tell you, they're not the same device. Right? Yeah, exactly. The only way that they're at all similar is they both strap screens in front of your eyeballs. Like that's where the similarities end. Mm-hmm. So they're not apples to Metas. You know what I mean? They're not. Yeah. They're, you know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're, like they're not pass through yeah. to Apple Vision, right? Right. It's, like, it's yeah. they're not at the same. They're not targeted to the same people yeah. for the same reason. No. They're not targeting the Vision Pro for you to go spend $3,500 to have a better Beat Saber experience. That's just not why that thing exists. But the Quest line definitely exists so you can go rock out some Beat Saber on Christmas Eve and have some fun with your family and friends. Like that's just, I think Meta was more confident charging what they felt they wanted to charge for this because the comparison was going to get drawn to a quote unquote $3,500 competitor that's not really a competitor. Like they're participating in the same building. They're not even on the same floor because they're just, they're just not that directly comparable other than the, that would be like comparing back in the day, a netbook to a gaming PC because they're both clamshell computing devices with keyboards and screens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Would be anyway, widely different things, yeah. <laughs> on that wildly outdated bombshell, I cannot believe <laughs> I just go. said. Netbook. I cannot believe I just said netbook on this show. But I, if I, if something was going to date me today, that was it. Whip out your Adam PCs, everybody, on your ten point one inch display. I've got one around um, here somewhere. I'm, I'm positive. I do. There's probably three <laughs> in this room. There's all in a drawer somewhere. But oh, anyway, um, I know that was a brisk run there at the end. Anything you guys have as we uh, wrap it up? Like, no, I'm actually right? excited to go back in the metaverse again. So we should do that episode. Yeah, soon. no, I'm excited I'm, for that too. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, go out there, save your pennies. Uh, if you have any questions on your holiday purchases and want to spend them irresponsibly, 
like they said, shoot us an email, reach yeah, out. We, we, ha- we actually do answer every now and again. So uh, I guess we should probably tell people how to do that. So I'll tell you what, next episode, we will finally make a point of sharing the email address for the show. At <laughs> so the you end don't have to go every, searching uh, for it. So yeah. I don't have to go searching for it. So uh, with that, um, enjoy some cooler weather out there and we will catch you next time. Later. Later. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to play against these kids. Are you kidding me? I'm losing out too nowadays. I haven't been good enough to play against those kids since I was one of those kids. You're playing Red Faction and strategy games. Yeah. You know what I was good at? Command and Conquer. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) Homeworld. Yes. P.S. By the way, Homeworld 3 finally has a release date and I am going to be offline for like an entire week next year. (laughs) I have had a pre-order for the collector's edition of that game. I went back and checked. I've had an active pre-order on Amazon for two years. Wow. I'm good. We're, we're, we're good. This, everything is good. Everything is fine. How are you? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're all you? good here. How are, we're all fine here. How are you? Yeah. All right. Counting it in. In five, four, three, two, one.